When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Hello, welcome to Steelers Blitz, more importantly Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Castle on ESPN 970 AM, and it's Arthur Most, Wesley Eula, one of us has a decade-long NFL experience, the other an immaculate head of hair, but the one thing that you need to know is that both of us are rocking out with some fire Christmas sweaters yeah, you on, proud so of me salute, today? salute, salute. I'm glad you got the memo, baby, you know that, man, come on now. This John, Ugh. Yeah. You clean in this here, job. man. Ugh. So I'm seeing a little gingerbread, man. I'm seeing some snowman. I'm seeing some some beautiful Christmas tree up there. Can't complain. Can't complain. And then you know the boy over here rocking out with a little Darth May your Christmas be merry. I find your lack of cheer <laughs> disturbing. You know how we do. So yeah, man. Like I said, it's going to be a dope, dope show, though, because we got plenty that we want to discuss today. <sighs> surrounding what we're looking forward to seeing in this upcoming Bengals matchup. Also, certain things that we think needs to take place in order for Mason to be successful come Saturday as well. And then we're going to obviously talk some expectations from that, homie. Also, so you already know what we're going to do, and we like the show to be interactive. So best way to do that is to hit us up on the Twitter.com, a.k.a. X. And the users are... At Dubody52. Dubody. And at Wesley Euler. The good air. Man, well, let's get into this thing here, baby. <sighs> we got another opportunity this week, baby. Another opportunity to bounce back. Right? What do we always say is the best cure for, you know, when you're coming off of a loss, man, in the NFL? You got to get back and get a win, man. It's a 24, I mean, not 24-hour rule, but more importantly, it's a week-to-week league. You get that win this week, you'll feel a lot better. Some of the stuff that has been coming up since Saturday probably isn't as prevalent if you simply skid away. And that's where I'm kind of at right now to start this thing off, man. Yeah. Do you share a similar mindset? Or what is your mindset in terms of the Saturday game, man? Because we obviously know right now, I don't want to say we're at a crossroads, but we're in a position right now where just as a fan base – I know some are, the season's already over, 
we're not worried about Saturday. Do whatever you want. Some are under the mindset that this is still a big opportunity. We still got life. Let's go ahead out here and put our best foot forward. Then you got the other crowd that is kind of just like, eh, I don't really know what to expect. I think I'm going to watch, but I'm not all the way invested in it. So where are you? Where, you know, how do you fall in terms of the Saturday preparations coming up? You know, that's a good question. That's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> there's there's two two things that came to mind first. Uh, one is just that, and you know, our, our buddy Max Starks said this this morning uh, in the locker room. Like, despite everything that is going on right now, you are still in a playoff race, mm-hmm. right? You kind of obviously um, got knocked down a peg by what happened in Indianapolis last week, but the playoffs are still a possibility for this team. And when that's the case, that has to be the goal. So some people might want to see Kenny Pickett get put back out there because we need more of a sample size for him. It's evaluation time. These are important reps as we get ready to head into next year and what is you know maybe going to be Pickett's last stand with a, a, new, new, some, a new offensive coordinator and some new staff and all that different stuff, right? Versus the what gives you the best chance to go and win a football game on Saturday. And if Kenny is... 80% healthy is it is it that or is it 100% Mason how do you balance that versus again the playoffs are still a possibility but maybe you've already got one eye towards next year and 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 using these last three games as more of an evaluation of who are we taking with us oh I don't know if I'm being selfish Arthur Mills okay mm-hmm. I would like the Pittsburgh Steelers football team you know that football club that plays on the North Shore and wears black and gold. All right, I'm here. I'm with you. I would like them to make the postseason, as long as that is still a possibility. Until the Pittsburgh Steelers football team that plays in the AFC Conference in the AFC North Division is eliminated from the postseason, I would like them to make the postseason. Why? Because I like football and I don't want it to go away. And two, NBA. Extra game check for your boy ain't the, ain't the worst thing either. Now I mean, we talking, you know, did is did is did is. Um, so that I mean, listen, I am not going to sit here and act like the team is not in the midst of a three-game losing streak right now and some other stuff going on off the field that doesn't have us all feeling in the holiday spirit as it relates to the product on the football field. But when you're still in a playoff hunt, you're still in a playoff hunt. I want to see who responds to that. I I don't want to see who goes into a shell and thinks, all right, this season is over, and maybe my time in Pittsburgh is over, and let's just drag my feet here and buy some time for these next couple weeks until I get to you know, go on my off-season uh, way. Off-season I, siesta. I want to see – who was it that always said, pissed off for greatness? Mm. Wasn't that one of those famous motivational speakers? So you got to wake up every day pissed off for greatness. Oh, I thought you were waking up every day and pissing excellence. I was like, I know that well, that's, Ricky, that's Bobby. Ricky Bobby. He's, he's that's just as great. That's the NASCAR Hall of Famer. He's, he's just as great. All right, that, that works too. That works too. Um, but I want to see on this team, as you've talked about before, you know, when you play in the National Football League, you only get 17 opportunities at this every year, and you got to wait, and you got to stew in a loss for a week. You, you spend so – you've the, the way you've put it before is you spend so many hours 
getting ready for so few opportunities, mm-hmm. I believe is how you put yeah. it. Your whole off season, your whole season, your prep, your everything, your film study, your everything that you do is a process to get ready really for only 17 opportunities a year. Mm-hmm. Who is pissed off at how the last three opportunities have gone? and is going to go out there and get this thing moving in the right direction, regardless of what it means for the big picture, just for personal pride. That's that's what I would like to see Saturday on the North Shore. And and what is, too, hey, this is our final home game of the season as well. I was going to say, can we talk about that part? It's our final like, home game man. of the season as well. Let's, let's have our fans leave this place with a smile on their face. All right. I'm like, I don't even know what to anticipate from the fan base, just based on how they have responded at various points in times this season already, which – typically isn't what you want to say when you're referring to you know the fans at the crib but it's a part of it so we get it no it's a it's a reality we're not, i mean we don't have to hide from that like i said it's a part of it we get it do we respect it no but we get it that's but, the reality of it and the, you know, the reality is too you're right if, if uh if things went like they did the last three weeks You'd be the main could, ones in there cheering. Could get ugly Saturday. Yeah. You know, by the time yeah. it's 6, 7 o'clock and those yeah. drinks have been flowing, the hydration's yeah. been flowing so, for a while. Like we said, man, we understand it. We don't always respect it, but we understand it. And that's that. But um, I do like what you said, though, man. This is an opportunity, man. It's a great chance, man. How are you going to respond? What foot are you going to put forward? And ultimately, man, what is your final impression, your last opportunity for the 2023 Pittsburgh Steelers to play a regular season home game? What are you going to do in this opportunity, man? Where's your pride at? Right? We always talk about protecting home field. We always talk about making this place very tough, very scary to come into. Well, that doesn't happen unless you're able to win. And it doesn't matter how you're winning these games. You just have to keep winning them. Because at the end, they look up and they say, man, this team at home is 50-something and 10 over the last three, seven years. And you're like, bro, how them get how them get them games in there? They don't be caring about that. Uh-uh. What'd you say? They don't ask how, they ask how many. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it, honestly, man. You think about throughout the years, man, when it was called Hinesville, even at the old stadium when it was Three River Stadium. All of the victories that took place weren't always blowouts. They didn't always have style points. But you knew one thing for certain. Man, it was going to be a crazy situation for the visiting team to win in Pittsburgh, man. It would have to be something just outlandish because we're like, bro, they don't lose here. It's just something magical about it. Right? Well, this is not an opportunity, man. People going to go crazy looking at Jake Ryan and throw for almost 300 yards. And if you don't watch the tape and understand the context, you'll believe it. This is a great opportunity for this team, man. It's a great opportunity for this team. If yeah, against a they team have that should the make right you feel some though. type of way, too, right? I mean, technically, every team should make you feel some type of way. Fair point. Otherwise, fair point. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, fair point. My bad. This is. But these teams you, know you see twice a year. You, you know right? what? I was like, gonna say. Let let me let me let me correct myself. Clearly, this version is different. So I can no longer speak in absolutes as it pertains to football players, their mindset, no doubt, their preparation. You, you're on the other side now. Their I mean, willingness you, to be locked in on all the little just things. You're a year or two out of the I'm league sorry. anymore, Arthur yeah. Motes. You're getting, you're getting you're right. old. You're, you're absolutely right. So let, let me rephrase that <laughs> statement, okay? They should not be uh, any more or less motivated by certain teams if you're doing it the right way. Every team uh, should be... Right. Nameless gray faces. In, in all seriousness, yeah, no, because what we're saying is if I have to get it, I get up a little bit more because it's a rival team. So you're telling me I don't prepare as hard then. That's just the Packers. 
and then what happens? All right? That's the, or at least that's what it should be. From my experiences, that's what it should be. That's what I had saw work. That's what I've experienced work. I don't know if that's going to be well, the case. You, I get what you're but, saying. Yeah. Because like we said, this, these are very different players. Is it speculation? We could just listen to how they communicate. What things that they say and what they take issues with. It's just a different time, man. It's a different time. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it certainly is. You know it. It's, man, you, you get you get old fast, right? Like, I, I'm old. It, it I'm an old guy now, bro. I'm a old guy now, bro. Quick. Yeah. All right, quick little backstory for you. Sheesh. You've heard of the establishment in Indianapolis, India, one of America's great cities. I don't know uh, if I've said that before. Hey, now. Uh, there's a place in Indy called Kilroy's. Yes. All right. Yes. I heard you got to you got to know somebody to get in there. You typically can't get no reservation, especially <laughs> no, on no Friday you're talking night. Talking about St. Elmo's, baby. Uh, either one. Kilroy's uh, ain't no steakhouse. Oh, all right, all right. Hold on, no, no, no. Kilroy's that's a, a bar, bar, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's where the young people go. Okay, it's, okay, it okay. It might be like an establishment that you and I used to uh, frequent on the south side. My of apologies, my apologies. When we were younger, right? Good call, like, good call. Like uh, like Mario's, you know, on the Shut south up. side. This is Mario's? Is it Mario or Mario? I, I just is it Lemieux or is it the Nintendo sixty four character? I don't know. Uh, it's Mario. me, Mario. Mario, Mario. Or is it Mario? It's one of them. It's one of them guys. So, you know, I went to Kilroy's because everybody wanted to go to Kilroy's. But I'm in Kilroy's and I'm like, you know, I'm 32 years old. I'm going to be 33 here in February. Mm-hmm. Not too far. You know, about two months from now, I'm going to be 33. I'm like, I'm too old to be in this place. You know? They've got all the different flavors of Long Island iced tea specials written on the chalkboard wall. If it's chalkboard wall, you know it's a great place. Like I'm, too, I'm too old to be in this place, right? But I'm in there with Brian Backo and Mike DeFabo and Jenna Harner and Dale Lolly might have been there with hey, us as well, too. Shout out to Dale. And I'm like, man, this, this happens quick, doesn't it? Like five years ago, I would have been like, oh man, this is my kind of spot. Music's playing loud. They got the sugary, cheap drinks that you could have till three in the morning. I, uh, I'm old now, Arthur Motes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my mid thirties with uh, two kids. It happens quick. Mm-hmm. I used to love those kind of establishments. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want the loud music and the standing around and the Long Island iced teas. All right, I want somewhere classy and quiet with a little jazz music playing in the background, and I can sit in a booth with some of my friends and tell stories about the good times. Well, see, you know, I wish it was that simple with football. The problem is this: we're not talking about the establishment being wrong. We're talking about the DJ. Think about it, bro. Football is still football. Ooh, now you're talking. The f- See, now you're saying has something. Football now changed? you're saying Now I'm hearing Jimmy. Yeah, let's be real. Football I was hasn't changed. To Jimmy, but now I'm hearing Jimmy. Nothing about football has changed. You're still walking to the exact same venue because still we still quarters, love it. We ain't tripping on 15 it. 15-minute quarters. 53 with. 100 downs, in distance, right? right? First and 10, you get Nothing four down. Nothing has changed, right? Hmm. Three points for a field goal? No, no, no. Bump that. But what is different, though, right? Who's different out there? The cast. Who's different? Paramount Films still shoot with the same big budget $100,000 cameras. They still go through the same process of cut, edit, cut, edit. But there's a difference when you're watching a movie and it's Denzel Washington up there and it's 
Tubi, whoever they're using on those. No offense to the I'm Tubi glad. cast. I was wondering okay? who you were going to throw under the bus uh, there. I just wanted to go was, general. I was wondering yep, who was yep. going to catch a stray I just left it like that. I left it like that. That's very nice. You see what I'm saying? I left it like that. Very nice of you. So that's kind of how I feel when I speak on this football thing. I'm like, I know what football is. I know exactly what I've signed up to watch. I know exactly what I retired from. I know exactly what I still tune in to watch. And league-wide, there's certain parts that are still very much what we're accustomed to see. But there are some new parts to this thing where we like, why did DJ transition his song like that? Why he keep playing slow songs? Why he don't want to give us no techno? We This used to be a house club spot. We used to play house music in here. Now they're playing this jazz. It's slow. We're going to sleep. We need excitement. That's what it used to be like. They still got the same branding up there. It's still say Martin. It's still on Carson Street. It still looked the part. Still got the line right around the door. But they complaining now, though. You know what they say? They say, bro, the music don't hit the same way. Them drinks, the drinks they used to hit, you know, them, them sugary uh, drinks of $4, now than they, they used stupid to be. watered down, yeah, they and watered they done bumped down. the price up because yeah. they put little bougie cups on them to tell mm-hmm. you that they fire. And they'd be like, yo, this drink right here you used paying to... eight bucks listen, for a listen, couple of listen, sugar water. This cup used to be what we called the Incredible Hulk back in the day. It looked just like the cup. It looked real pretty. It's got a nice little following behind it. Everybody come in and say, let me get that cup right there. That's what we want. And you drink it, and you're like, hmm. Hmm, it's missing something. Huh. It looks really good. It looks almost identical to... What what we had uh, back uh, in 2012. It looks almost identical to what that was. It looks almost, it, it might even feel close to. But I'm sorry to tell you, it's not the same. And that's what we're really watching right now, man. You've heard how I've talked about Coach Tomlin numerous times. Heard how I spoke on this team numerous times. I feel like we're a different group than what us as alumni looked into and thought that it might be but we're not saying that it still can't get to that we're just saying today this is just a different version of that Mm -hmm. so we got to figure out how do we get it back to that old thing how do we get it back to the club that we used to love going to right so at least when we drive by and we tell our kids about it they like oh yeah i still hear about that is it just as great as you say it was yeah baby i don't want to go but you should go you're gonna Mm -hmm. have a blast there because right now who's recommending still the games right now bro right now who is saying, bro, you can't, man, it's the hottest ticket in town, bro. Your daddy took you. Your daddy's daddy took you. And you going to take your kids and your kids going to take their. We ain't lining up to do that right now. So that's the part where I look at this team and I'm like, hey. The only thing that's changed is the characters, baby. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, on Saturday, we'll get this thing back in the right circle. All right? So we're going to go to break real quick. But we are coming back out of this thing and we talking three positive things that we need to see from this team come Saturday three positive oh things boy. that we're trying to see in power grid megawatt this the oil as well I see you still in nation 920 I see you debris I see you over there baby okay or debossy excuse me on that one so with that being the case y'all heard what we said three positive things that you want to see from this team oh, come Saturday hit me up break. on the twitter.com and you already know don't touch that Dallas Arthmos is Wesley Euler and this is Steel's Blitz on Steel's Nation Radio Simon Caston on ESPN 970 AM
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, second segment. Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Cast on ESPN 970 AM. Of course, this is the Steelers Blitz. And uh, before we went to break, we were saying that uh, we wanted to discuss, coming into this game on Saturday, three positive things that we're trying to see from this team. Offense, defense, special team, does not matter where it comes from, but three things, specifically three, that we're trying to see positive happen on Saturday. And we asked, obviously, uh, Megawatts Power Grid for your feedback. So hopefully you're following up with that on the mm-hmm. Twitter.com. We got some tweets. Okay. But um, I'll start with myself, man, and then after that I'll pass the ball to you. Sounds good. First thing that I want to see from this team, man, is them bouncing back and winning a turnover battle. I thought that was one of the big things that killed them last week. We know the recipe for the Steelers to be successful. You cannot turn that ball over. Sometimes we would say keep it close to the fourth quarter. Then you give us a drive or two, and we'll be fine. But granted, right now, we know defense is a little bit banged up. So that's not necessarily all the way going to be available to us. But I feel like in a matchup like this where we might get pushed a little bit further, where we're going to have to potentially do some things offensively, we have to protect that ball. So that's the big thing, the first thing that I really want to mm-hmm. see, you know, come Saturday. I don't care how we have to get it done. We have to win that turnover battle. We have to. We can't come out of that stadium 0-3 in the turnover battle again. We're not that type of team. Cool. Some teams are capable of having multiple turnovers and still having success. Others aren't. We know which category we are in, but at the same time, we understand how to operate like that also. But that would be the first thing for me, man, that I would say. It's a great one. Uh, I saw a stat, Motsi. It was like 81%, 81%, 83%, something like that. I think 81% mm-hmm. of the time that an NFL team blocks a punt. They win. That is accurate. They, they usually win. win. They yep. win the game. And we've done it two weeks in a row. You want to know how you block a punt and lose a game? Mm-hmm. You block a punt, but you lose the turnover Talk battle by, about by it. three. Mm-hmm. That's particularly a, a block punt that led directly to a touchdown. Um, you know, that's... That's how you do it, and that's been huge for this team all season, and that's why they were so good in those tight games for a while and why that has gone the opposite way. So I really like that one from you. For me, it's just, man, I want to see the offensive line firing again. Mm-hmm. They had they had perhaps their finest performance of the season. I, I think the offensive line's finest performance of the season was probably against Cleveland in Cleveland, and I know that sounds funny because they only scored 10 points and they lost that game, but... If you look at what the Browns' defense has done against the run all year, mm-hmm. and then look what the Steelers did on the ground in that game, uh, no one has done what the Steelers have done on the ground to that Browns' defense. <clears throat> but their be- second-best performance might have been the following week against Cincinnati. Um, that's a big part of why this team had over 400 yards. That's a big part of why I think we were all thinking they were turning a corner as high on this yeah. offense as we had been all year as, as we were after that Cincinnati game. Part of that is you're 7-4 and four and you're looking ahead to the two home games and, and you're feeling good, right? And it obviously didn't go our way, but you see in Cincinnati again here who you had one of your best performances uh, as, a, as a group against. If this offense is going to get something going, Motsi, we, we all know it's got to start on the ground. It starts with those two talented running backs and, and the hog mollies in front of them. Those guys have struggled the last couple games. 
Uh, let's go out there and get that moving in the right direction against the defense you just had success against a couple weeks ago. I want to see. I want to see the offensive line moving some bodies. And I like that, man. It, it that piggybacks to what I was going to go with my second one. You specifically said offensive line. I was more so looking at running game. The Bengals, man, they're missing DJ Reader and his shows. You run it to uh, BJ Hill. Yeah, he's gonna make the play. You run it to them ends. Hubbard, Hendrickson, they make the plays. It's the opposite D-tackle. Whoever is opposite of B.J. Hill typically has been struggling. You look at the Vikings, and when they were able to move the ball running ball, running-wise, it was a lot of runs that were away from B.J. Hill. I look at this team, and I'm like, man, we got to be able to get this ball moving on the ground. I thought that that was a big reason why Nick Mullins was able to be so successful because you look at his second and third downs, they were never behind the sticks. That was a big reason why they were able to jump out to the 17-3 lead. They were really good on first down, though. Mm-hmm. Running the ball, running the ball. Then that opened up some of the play action stuff so where they could take some of the shots down, Phil hit Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and company like that. But it really was predicated on them being able to consistently run the ball. Mason is no different than Nick Mullins in the sense of capable quarterbacks. We're not about to say who's a better player and things like that. Debate whoever y'all want to debate. But in terms of being capable NFL quarterbacks, they are both capable. Mm -hmm. But the difference for Nick Mullins this past game, he had a steady running game, and that really helped him out. It opened up a lot for him, man, because the Bengals defensively, they can get exotic, man, when you're playing this pass, pass, pass game, and you don't want to do that. So – when that game got to that part, that's when you saw Nick Mullins really start to struggle in the second half. Well, that's when Cincinnati was able to come back, score 21 unanswered in the second half. But in order for us to get it where we want to get it, we have to rely on that running game, and it has to hit the way that it's supposed to because we're going to have a, a good matchup with that part. But it only works if we make it work. No doubt. That's another good one by you. I'm going to uh, channel my inner coach T here for a minute. Hey now. Are you are you wine or grapes? Wine for sure. Are you red or yellow barn? I'm red wine. Uh probably red barn as well too. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Do you put the toothpaste back in the tube? Impossible. Okay, okay. Huh. Is the standard the standard? Always. Huh. Even if I have to cut my eyelids off. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. We can't play September football in December, fellas. Mm. Particularly not this close to Jesus' birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, what, over 100 yards and penalties against Indianapolis just can't happen. That's, again, part of why you know we, we were all regurgitating that record for so long, right? That it was like at one point the Steelers over their last 20 games are 14 and 6, you know, whatever it was. Huge part of that, as you just touched on rightly so a minute ago, was they were winning the turnover battle. Uh, Just until a couple weeks ago, they had the best turnover ratio tied with San Francisco in the National Football League. Pretty good team to find yourself in a category with. Some people might say that. Um, Not only did they turn the ball over three times and and lose that by a wide margin, they also had over 100 penalty yards. Um, When you are built to win in tight margins like the Steelers are right now, you can have a lot of success when those two things happen at the same time. Uh, so not only do they need to to clean that up, like you were talking about, can't play September football in December. Can't be having procedure penalties. You can't be getting called, getting flagged as often as the Steelers were. Uh, hey, yes, some of those things are judgment calls by the officials that we could argue all day, right? We can argue about the KZ stuff. We can argue about pass interference stuff, things like that. 
but false starts, guys not lining up right, delay of games, all those different things, those are things that you can control, and uh, that's that's got to be buttoned up at this point in the season. I like it, baby. I like it. Well, the last positive or the last you know thing that I want to see happen for us on Saturday is this, man. Jake Browning is going to give us multiple opportunities in this game to catch interceptions. Please just take advantage of those opportunities. I'm not asking to do anything above and beyond. I'm not saying that you got to come out of your break as a defender and beat the receiver on this. I'm not saying none of that. I'm literally telling you he is going to throw you the football multiple times. You're going to get about three opportunities, legitimate opportunities. Mm-hmm. Cover two, Tampa two, two men. He takes chances. His receivers, specifically T. Higgins last week, he should pay that man. He should take him to the nicest steakhouse he could find. Okay? That's the reality of it. But he is going to put this ball in harm's way multiple times. Take advantage of that. Because a lot of the success stemmed from him getting out of those type of situations. The defender dropped it. T. Higgins went and did something God tier. You're like, how you catch that, spin that, and do that? Boy, what? <laughs> yeah, say it's on the quarterback. Sure. All right. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. So it's that type of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you don't take advantage of it, then it doesn't matter. They just simply go down as incompletions. And then when he has his plays where he does make them, then those yards is added up and everybody has you this feel-good story about, man, this has got this kid over here since now. You better be careful now. He's really hot. But take advantage of them opportunities, please. Just catch it. Same way when we talk Eli Manning. We say Eli's nice, but he's going to give you a few. Just catch it. Certain quarterbacks, man, they're mm-hmm. good. They're nice, but they're going to give you opportunities for turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brett Favre was like that. He's a Hall of Fame Super yeah. Bowl champion. Just catch it. Just catch it, man. So that's my third one, baby. What you got on your end, though? Joey Porter Jr. JPJ. Jamar Chase is questionable. You listen to people in Cincinnati. He's dealing with a separated shoulder. If, uh, I believe that Yeah, that happened correct. in the game, yeah. Um, if you listen to the ITKs, you remember I've pulled that phrase mm-hmm. out before? That stands for in the nose in Cincinnati. You know, the, the, the reporters that have been around the team for a while and have mostly hits and not misses. Um, you know, you and I have talked about those people in Pittsburgh. We've said before, when this person reports something, most of the time they're they're spot on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, those people, those ITKs in Cincinnati, it sure sounds like Jamar Chase is going to be held out on Saturday. Um, but even if he doesn't go, breaking news, he's still got two pretty talented dudes behind him at that wide receiver core as well, too. You mentioned one who just made a crazy circus acrobatic play uh, last week. And then a, uh, another who people around here are familiar with because he went to high school here. He went to that university located in the Oakland district of this town, and he's had some success against the Steelers and Tyler Boyd, pretty good player in himself uh, in his own right as well too. So what I want to see is I want to see Joey Porter Jr. Um, take one of those guys out of the game. We've seen him do that against talent this season. I know the Steelers don't necessarily, that's not how they want to operate uh, in terms of, hey, you take this guy and, and don't worry about anything else. I know this might sound crazy, too. You could speak to this better than me, but 
I know even that can create its own communication issues. It mm-hmm. might sound simple to people, just, oh, man on man with this guy the whole time, but that can create communication issues for the rest uh, of the defense what? as well, too. It's not as easy as it sounds, right, from a, a secondary that is dealing with new safeties and a lot of injuries new on the back safeties. end. You're not going to have Minka Fitzpatrick Correct. or Demonte Casey. Or Keanu Neal. And we're talking about— Three guys about, who played the most snaps for you this season. And we're talking about, hey, you follow this guy around— and that's going to alter every part of this defense. Correct. That's it, what people don't get. As soon as Jamar does this, if he's lined on the left side by himself, no worries. He motions and he stops in the slot. Boy, what are we in now? Yep. What is this? So, <laughs> again, I know that that's something the Steelers don't deploy often. That's also something but, that people might think that makes it easier on his teammates. It actually makes it more difficult. But the thing was, though, prior to Mika and Casey going down, they were. They were given yep, they were. some of it, they man. Were. So, but again, whether yeah. it's whether it's Boyd, whether it's Higgins, whether it's Jamar Chase, and he ends up surprising people and playing, whatever the case may be, they gonna they gonna delete the separation and put it put it back in, in regular proximity. They got, I didn't know you could do that. They've got certain uh, topical creams, oh, and different things, huh? Maybe certain shots. Uh, I don't, listen, I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna play. But he as, didn't even finish the as game. Your boy Justin Bieber would say, "Never say never." But he never finished the game, though. Listen, it's questionable. Not doubtful. He didn't finish the game. I'm like, bro, what just... I didn't even include him in I anything. I will never say never. Wes, I didn't even include Chase in any of the... I'm like, bro, what are we even talking about, bro? The, the show is... The they hit the space ball one too many times, man. So you got to wait. You got to wait. Uh, I want to see another solid performance from Joey Porter Jr. I think if we were listing you know, positives for this team right now, at the top of that list would be the, the two rookies on defense, Keanu Benton and JPJ, that it feels like you really got something in those two to, you know, to, to build around for the future. I want to see JPJ uh, go out there his last home game of the year in his hometown of his rookie season and uh, put on a, a solid performance against, again, even without Jamar Chase, what's a, a talented uh, duo of Cincinnati receivers. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. Honestly, if we're having to pick, I lean JPJ probably on Higgins because the size part. Mm. But like you said, both of them dudes, man. Good players. Yeah. We could have a little – I didn't even think about this. We could have a little Pittsburgh on Pittsburgh crime. Oh, hey now. Tyler Boyd and Joey Porter Jr. Mm, North mm-hmm. Allegheny against Clareton. Ooh, all right, I tell all right. you what, watch there out. There we go. Watch there out. we go. Little, I like little it, man. Yinzer on Yinzer crime. And we still got the Larry Ogunjobi revenge game. Don't forget that either. Always. Yes. And the Mike Hilton revenge game goes mm. both ways. No, I ain't – nope. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Nope. Come on, man. Mike Mike is one of us. Oh, I love Mike. One of us. But he's had, one he's of had us. some success against the Stillers. So oh, yeah. I don't need no more Mike Hilton revenge game. How about Every just time Mike I Hilton? I see him, I'd be like, dang, Mike. How about just Mike Hilton quietly uh, have an okay game, but nothing Mike, special? What could have been, Mike? I remember the convo in the parking lot. Mike, what could have been? Ah, ah, it hurt. It hurt. But that will do it for us this segment, man. We were, like I said, talking about. Three things that we're trying to see positively happen from the Pittsburgh Steelers on Saturday versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I know we got some tweets coming in from the Power Grid Megawatts. We're going to give you this final break to get even more tweets in surrounding the conversation. Three things that you're trying to see from the Steelers team positively happen on Saturday, all right? Let us know on the Twitter.com at TheBody52 and at Wesley Euler. And once again, this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back. Final second for the top of the hour. Don't think we're going anywhere just yet. Oh, I was getting ready to leave. Come on, man. Not just yet. Not just okay, yet. Fine. Put the eggnog down, man. Jeez. But anywho, Steelers Nation Radio. Simon Castle on ESPN 970 AM. And we're going to do a quick little, you know, take a tweet here. Mm-hmm. And then we'll reset. Top of the hour, we will dive into all of the other tweets that have been coming in surrounding the three things that we're trying to see from the Pittsburgh Steelers positively happen Saturday mm-hmm. versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Like I said, man, we can go anywhere to find some negativity. We, yeah, we can roll about the bed, do that. But if you rock it, what is you going to rock with us? So we're going to work on this thing together. So. With that being the case, man, let's get a quick one real quick. Time's not all the way yours, but we'll give you this, though. Okay. Time's yours. It is. Doug tweets and says, one consistent pass rush. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Two, steady run game. Three, some points scored on offense. Dude. I got a feeling that third one's going to be a popular one that we're going to get here. Well, and think about it. If the first two take place, then typically that should put you in position for the third one. I like the fact, though, no that him saying he wanted him, and I don't know if he did it intentionally in that order, but I do like the fact that he gave reasons as to how or what he needs to see offensively and not just score points, right? It's like, yeah, at least we know offensively that's going to give us some type of chance to put us in position. Now, we know defensively it's nothing that keeps them from scoring, but in terms of what we're banking on going in, sure, sure. right, one team or one side of the ball has the ball in their hands. The other one has to take the ball away to score. No doubt. Right. A little bit different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rod Dalla tweets and says, one, I want to see the offensive line firing off the ball. Oh, yes, Rod sir. And I, yes, Rod and I sir. are in conjunction there with our first picks. Uh, running backs using their vision and wide receivers blocking on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I like Ooh, that, Rod. I like I like what you did. I see what you did there, Rod. And honestly, man, when you think about it, though, those are all critical aspects in terms of why we struggled at times offensively to be sustainable. Not saying that it is more impactful or less impactful than some of the other critiques and criticisms, sure, but sure. those are big things. When we're talking about our offensive line firing off the ball, winning the grass, if you go to Lake Trove, that's a big thing that takes place out there. We're trying to win the grass. Mm-hmm. We're trying to win in the trenches, offensively and defensively, right? Absolutely. Like, those go hand in hand. We talk receivers blocking on the perimeter. We can't get an explosive run if three things don't occur. O-line has to win the grass. Running back has to make a defender miss. Third thing is your receiver has to block the guy on the perimeter. That's how explosive runs happen. That's the only way they typically happen. That's that's about it. All three of those things have to work together. O-line has to win up front. Mm -hmm. Your running back has to make a guy miss. Mm -hmm. And your receivers have to be blocking on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. That's how you get the explosive runs. That's how you get these running backs in space. 15 plus, 20 plus yard runs. Those things have to occur. So salute you, Rod Dollar, on that one. And I think we got one more. And after that, we'll take this little break, get the hard reset. It makes sense to you? How about two more? All right, that sounds good to you, the producer, baby. Uh, Matt says, solid gap discipline from the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the run blocking that they were starting to show something a few games ago. And enough time for Mason to set up a lawn chair in the pocket and stay clean. Ooh. Thanks, fellas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I do like that, though. Hey, he Mason looked- can set up a lawn chair in the pocket. Well, shoot, I was It'll even. Some place. I was looking at the the gap discipline on defense because that is also part of what hurt us during that twelve play. They're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball versus the Colts. 
we were having the mismatch of interior D linemen, not gap sound, inside linebackers, not gap sound, and then the safeties that ultimately were in were also not very gap sound. Mm -hmm. And at this level, if you're not gap sound, that's just as bad as not being fundamentally good or technically good, like having bad hands. It's like you're screwing yourself before you ever get a chance to make a play or even be in position to make that play. So, yeah, those are all critical things right there, man. It's like letting Shaq get positioning on you, right? Yeah. I mean, you already lost. Now it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. Uh, Tyler says, I want to see the offensive line in sync and moving some bodies. On defense, I want the front uh, to pressure, make them make decisions quick. Uh, Don't let our linebackers get beat to the middle, uh, deep range of the field. And three, establish the run, give Mason some room to play off a play action, let that man breathe. I would like that as well, baby. I would like that as uh, well. You're right, that front's, front's got to get some pressure, without yeah. a doubt. And especially when you're talking that middle of the field, too, from a coverage standpoint with those linebackers, that's because we do run a lot of Tampa, too. And, yeah, if you're going to run Tampa, too, the two ways to attack that defense is middle of the field versus that middle linebacker or outside, deeper than the corner that is typically around five to seven yards, but shallow or shorter than the safety that is typically sitting over top. Think the play where Michael Pittman Jr. got killed by DeMonte Casey. That's cover two. Mm-hmm. See where you put the ball at? That's where you don't want to put the ball at because the safety sits there. I.e., you saw what happened. Okay? So, yeah. All right. Those are the weaknesses of it. Though. That's it. Those are weaknesses. Not that's a lot it. of weaknesses, but those are weaknesses. That's it. Those are weaknesses. All uh, right. Last one real quick from Rock in the Truck says, uh, I would like to see an above-average passing game. I would like to see the defensive line win the line of scrimmage, and I would like us to shut down their passing game. All right. I like it then. There we go. One thing at a time, though, baby. How about that? Got to go one thing at a time, baby. But I definitely like that, man. I like that a lot. So we're going to take our final break from the top of the hour. But then after that, man, we will come back and uh, continue this conversation as it, you know, surrounds the Cincinnati Bengals in this upcoming matchup come Saturday. But you already know, don't touch that. Dallas, Arthur Moses, Wesley Ulley, and this is Steel's Blitz on Steel's Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 